0: Hi, my love. Growing podcast community. Now, let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. Welcome to the Ascend podcast. I'm your host, DeAndre Nicolette, a spiritual AF business coach. In each episode, we dive into spiritual laws neuro-linguistic programming techniques and business design perfect for your journey to stepping into your power as a co-creator of your reality and building a massively powerful soul aligned business one that you are completely obsessed with if you're ready to stop settling for a career and a life that's less than what you deserve all while learning how to quantum shift into the ideal boss babe version of yourself you are in the right place Let's jump into today's episode. Hi, my lovely friends, and welcome back to the podcast. I hope you guys are having an amazing Tuesday and an amazing start to your week honestly. Um, I'm sitting here it's currently Monday afternoon 3 p.m. and I decided to record the intro to this podcast and of course um, the minute I hit record my neighbor decides that he wants to mow his lawn my mom is home she decides that she wants to go cook lunch so everybody is just up and about and living life and making noise so I hope you guys can't hear too much of that in the background but either way today is a podcast podcast interview episode and of course thank goodness for um me planning ahead and making sure that at the time when i recorded this interview that there was not a lot of noise in the background thankfully so I wanted to take a little bit of time to actually introduce the guest of honor for today's podcast episode. Um, she is Miss Kelly Track. And if you guys do not know Kelly Track, then I feel like you've been kind of sleeping um, low key, high key, sleeping on yourself and playing yourself if you're not following her on Instagram, if you are not kind of hip to her podcast. So Kelly is a global business coach. She's a top rated podcast host and online education educator. She helps people build heart-centered digital businesses, live the laptop life. Y'all know the laptop lifestyle we talking about where you ditch the 9 to 5 and you are going all around the world and you are doing what you love every single day, and she helps people earn full-time income pursuing their passion. She is also the creator of three online courses, Your Best Life, Your Conscious Empire, and Your Money Mindset, where she teaches people how to unlock their potential for confidence, entrepreneurial success, and wealth so kelly also hosts the kelly track show which is a top rated self-help podcast that features high profile guests from around the globe where thousands of listeners tune in daily i personally have listened to every single episode of the kelly track show and i can honestly say that it is one of my favorite podcasts so if you guys are looking for a new podcasts to listen to i would highly recommend that you tune into the kelly track show She has also been celebrated with 19 different awards, including a top 20 under 20 award. That is amazing and has been recognized by the Canadian Federation of University Women and the Minerva Foundation. So you can find her on kellytrack.com and just about everywhere on social media. So I am going to do a little bit less blabbing because we are a couple minutes into this episode and I actually want to have Kelly introduce herself to the audience, to you guys, and we're going to have a powerful, powerful conversation conversation all about being a woman in business, all about pursuing your passion, doing the damn thing and being so completely unapologetically, authentically yourself and following your dreams and your passion. So without further ado, let's get into this episode so you guys can hear Kelly introduce herself, talk to me and have an amazing conversation. And I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Don't forget to leave me a review if you do. And I will talk to you guys very soon. Hi, Kelly. How are you today? I am so so happy to have you on the podcast.
1: Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me, Dion.
0: Yes, of course. So I love to start off with this very simple question. I feel like you can go super in-depth if you want, but I just want to have you tell my audience a little bit about yourself, what you do, and who you serve. Yeah. So my name is Kelly Trask.
1: I am a business coach. Let's start there. So I help Mm -hmm. women start digital businesses um, and grow them to a place where they're making 10K months and six figures through doing, only offering either one-on-one services or Online courses, or a combo of both. So I do business coaching one on one, and then I also teach online classes. So I'm an online educator. So I teach classes around how to start a digital business, um, and the other parts that I think are attached to that, things like the mindset piece of having the courage to go after what you want in life, and I also mm-hmm. teach money mindset work uh, in our online class. So I also do my podcast, which is called the Kelly Track Show, which is more about like self help and the mindset piece and the money mindset piece. Um, and that is it in a nutshell. So that's, that's what I do in a nutshell. And who I serve is primarily uh, visionary females, uh, more like the millennial demographic, people who really want to <laughs> go after that big, bold calling on their life, but maybe they've been feeling nervous or scared or worried, or they're afraid of how they're going to make money and do it in a way where they can support themselves full time and like actually make it a legit thing and how <laughs> to really overcome all that and then go pursue their big calling in life and then fulfill it and make money on it. So that's that's everything in a (laughs) nutshell.
0: I love that. And you mentioned mindset in there. We're going to definitely dive into that a little bit later on the episode because I love talking about mindset. I love talking about spirituality as well. But you also mentioned serving millennials. And I think that's really awesome because I actually read this... um, this piece the other day about how, I think it said something about like Gen Z and millennials are like really just unhappy. A lot of people are unhappy with their jobs and feeling depressed being at that nine to five. So I love that you're actually working with that demographic so they can build that business, get out of that rat race if they so choose to, and actually make money. like, that's the big thing. It's like, you can start a business, but it's not a business if you're not like making money, right? It's- Amen. Then it's just- <laughs>
1: you're you're preaching my spiel. I love it. It's so true because it's not a business unless we make money. I so
0: agree. Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so I am an avid listener of your podcast. Oh, Literally, this god, is why. Like, oh yes, it's so surreal to have you on because oh, I listen thank every you. single episode. Oh, thank podcast. you, thank
1: you. Oh, really? Even the old
0: stuff. I don't think the old stuff is good, girl. I went back. Like I was. To- oh my god. <laughs> I did. They're also. So like, I, okay. I listen to them at work. I'm still at my nine to five. And so it was just like listening to them and having you on the background and talking about mindset. I love, I think I started with your money mindset series and from oh, there yeah. went forward and then went backwards. And then went backwards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I know you talk about being like a serial entrepreneur that you had oh, yeah. like started tech startups before. And yeah. that was kind of a big part of your journey, just uh-huh. kind of like learning, you know, how to start a business and kind of how to not have a business go the way that you want. And so can you tell us a little bit about those previous ventures and then what made you actually pick yourself up and say, I'm going to try again. I'm going to start this digital business doing online education when it was also so left field from what you were doing before startups.
1: Yeah. So it's really different. You know, I always say like, I would have never, ever guessed in a million years, I was going to be doing this. Like I always knew I would have a business. Like I was always entrepreneurial. That was like a very common theme, like my whole life. I feel like people who are entrepreneurial just have that their whole lives, you know, whether yep. selling, nope, that's true. selling little things or trying to make money. I know for me, one of my favorite games in elementary school was store, like, obvi- <laughs> like anything, you know, just A like, save. yeah, like <laughs> the, and store or like the cashier. Totally. Yeah. Like that kind of stuff. Um, but I, uh, just to back up. So I went to, I was like very, I'm like your classic overachiever is how I describe it. Um, and in high school I did really well graduated top of my class I went to mm-hmm. um university here in uh, Vancouver Canada at the University of British Columbia and I went to their business school um which was another it was just like I was just very good at like working hard mm-hmm. doing really difficult stuff working in competitive spaces and um So I went to business school, went to school, Won enough scholarships to study on scholarship, graduated again, top of my class, honors, yada, 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 overachieving, doing all the extracurriculars. And then I was done. I had a really hard time actually getting a job I really liked. So I studied marketing um, at at the business school and it was kind of crazy. Sometimes the universe, it works in its own magical ways. Mm -hmm. And it was one of the greatest gifts of all because I remember being so frustrated that I couldn't get a job. I really had my heart set on working at the Lululemon head office, which is here in Vancouver, Canada. Yeah, I really wanted to work on the marketing team and I got rejected so many times Um, and I couldn't get a job at any of the other offices that were cool in Vancouver, like Vega Mm -hmm. or um, Mm -hmm. Nature's Path is here, like all those kinds of ones. Um, And and so I I got two job offers and I was not happy with either of them. One was sales, one was marketing and I was not stoked to do marketing or sales for them. So I thought, well, what do I really want to do with my life? And I thought, well... You know, I'm I'm young, I've just finished business school and I always had love entrepreneurship. So I was like, well, why don't I build something of my own? When I was in business school, like the, the thing I could think of is like, of building something of my own meant like a like a business, like a mm-hmm. business, not in a sense of a personal brand business of like what I have now, but in a sense of like a full blown company. So I was like, okay, mm-hmm. cool. Well let's build like a tech startup because I always was interested in that and building in that sense. So I moved down to um, San Francisco and I was trying to build my first tech startup, which is actually in dealing with the future of food. And Mm -hmm. um, I got into a very prestigious uh, pre-accelerator entrepreneurship school in the Valley and tech startup one did not work out tech startup. And I tried two more times and those also did not work out. Mm -hmm. And I kind of had this moment of like, it was kind of like, I need to take a pause. Cause I had taken, we had a week, I had a week, I tell the story a lot, but I had taken a week off and I had come from San Francisco and we were at my boyfriend's family cabin, which is kind of like really in the middle of nowhere in the woods. And I had this week to kind of just reflect on my life. And I was supposed to be doing other work for this, for Singularity U. I, I was doing some like research for one of their prizes um, for mm-hmm. free. And I was, supposed, I was helping out with them and I was supposed to be doing work for my third tech startup. And like things weren't really flowing and I wasn't really feeling inspired to do the work. And it felt like a huge uphill thing. And I had that week off and I was just having fun by the lake and swimming and cooking plant-based food for my partner and I, and just relaxing. And it, I remember sitting in this lazy boy chair that they have. And like, I put my feet up and I, it was like a scene of a movie. And I was like laying back and the sun was like streaming in through like the, the wood panels of like the log cabin. And it was like, this thought just hit me out of nowhere. And it was just, well, Kelly, what if you just did what you were really good at? Like, what if you just did what was easy for you? And this was like, this was like a revelation because I had always done the hard, challenging, difficult things like my whole life. Like the highest, like what's the hardest thing I could, what's the hardest problem I could solve? Like what's Mm -hmm. like the hardest thing to do? Where is like the most competitive place in British Columbia I can study, like it was always like that. And it was like, well, what if I just do what I was good at? And it was this like revolutionary moment. That's why I talk so much now in my work about zone of genius and tapping into to what you're good at, because it's like that's where all the money is and that's where it eats yes. people. <laughs> yeah. So that started that aha moment after Tech Startup Three. I was I was also like I had given myself a window um, of me being an entrepreneur. I said I'm going to give myself a couple years and just try, and if it doesn't work out, I will go to a full time job. But I said I've got time and I might as well try. So I did business number four, and it was KellyTrack.com. Mm-hmm. And it started off as a health blog, um, talking about my autoimmune condition and my plant-based diet. And then it kind mm-hmm. of turned into a sort of self-help mindset. And then it started turning into business and um, money mindset. And so it kind of just, it's taken so many twists and turns, but mm-hmm. I feel like everything, I mean, hey, I would just flow with the universe. I I do what it says and I follow it. So
0: that's oh God, sort I of how that. I got here.
1: It's, it's a kind of a crazy story, but
0: that's the truth. <laughs> no, I love those stories. Cause I feel like now, and you talk about that too, how you have that experience with those failed businesses. And I wouldn't even say failed because it's just like a pivot, right? You made like yeah. a different turn and you ended up where you were supposed to end up. And now you can teach people like what not to do and how to actually yeah. follow their zone of genius, because that's where you said like the money is when you're actually doing something you're passionate about and not just doing something because of the accolades that you could receive yeah. or like it's like competitive or whatever, like external, yeah. like, like ego reason is right, mm-hmm. and you actually talked about like business school as well. And I know there are a lot of people who have gone to like business schools, gotten their MBA, gotten mm-hmm. to like those like prestigious universities that are mm-hmm. all the things to actually get to this amazing endpoint. And like, what would you say has been more impactful for you in terms of like kellytrack.com? Like, would it be, you know, that actual education that you had like in the classroom or was it the experience? Like which one actually has impacted you more?
1: Yeah. You know, one of my biggest things I always think of is, um, the, the fact that everything that we do contributes to where we're going. Like every single thing um, I talk about this a lot in my course, Your Conscious Empire, which teaches people how to build a digital business. Um mm-hmm. and you know, there's there's parts of everything that we learn. I mean, I have learned so much hands-on real knowledge. Like I think that's part of the reason why my business why I think I'm so good at doing the business stuff and why it's on a zone of genius for me is because I love it and I've done it a lot like hands-on because it's one thing to <laughs> learn how to have a textbook and do a, a class project, <laughs> and it's another thing to start a business um and make money off of it. It's like a whole nother enchilada. So the real world, in my opinion, okay, people are always like, are you book smarts or street smarts? I'm definitely mm-hmm. like a street smarts person through and through. Like okay. I am, I will, I'm way more like hands on real world. Let me try this. Let me get my hands dirty. I think that's been more helpful, but I mean, I really do see business school as a part of my journey. It definitely, it, it was helpful in the sense of I figured out what I didn't want and mm-hmm. it helped me. I I don't think I ever would have been able to get here without it. You know what I mean? In the sense where Mm -hmm. I had to learn so much of what I didn't want. And that contrast of, I don't want that. And I don't want a life like that. And all my peers Mm -hmm. doing that. And I don't think they're happy. So it taught me a lot of other things. And I mean, so many, I learned, I did learn stuff. I got to say, it's not all bad. Like I did learn good tips and nuggets and Mm -hmm. things. Um, It was great exposure. Some of the things that business school let me do was amazing. Like, travel, um, and compete internationally on behalf of my school mm-hmm. doing like business case competitions. So like, I, I enjoyed it. And my exchange at Sciences Po, um, doing the media communications in France, that was like also awesome. Like I learned like little tiny things, but mm-hmm. I would say my, the bulk of what I learned, what what I teach is like all from self-knowledge. I, I okay. say from like trial and error of my own, like maybe like little things has helped me from business school. But if I had to, Sometimes I think, like, would I ever do traditional school again?
0: I don't know. If you to go back and like if change. I had had to go back. To it. Okay, yeah.
1: Uh, I'm always one of those people that said I would. I wouldn't change anything from my past. But if I was, yeah. I don't know. I feel like the internet is so good these days with courses and education and like even YouTube. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, I I think it's not as applicable like higher ed and all that stuff as it used to be. You know.
0: Especially no, with them amount self,
1: yeah, with self, people you can teach like people teach themselves to code all the time, and you know it's like you yep. can learn online these days and yeah. fast and cheaper, like way cheaper. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no, we totally agree, and it's so funny because it's like it's a mix of you know that those certain events led you to where you were, right? Because like you said, if you didn't go to business school, you wouldn't have known, like you would have probably, well, maybe you would have started tech startups, but maybe you wouldn't have, right? And then you wouldn't have known that you weren't feeling that industry and that you were aligned with something else. I feel like it does all happen for a reason. So I like to say like mm-hmm. no regrets. Cause I also, I went to grad school. and I remember like afterwards feeling like I didn't really like a lot of the stuff that I use at my nine to five in my business, I've taught myself. Right. And it's kind of like, yeah. well, do I regret going to grad school? It's like, no, cause it led me down this path yeah. to get that job to do this and this and this. So I feel like it all kind of fits in in like a crazy different way. Like that Steve Jobs quote about how you can always like connect the dots looking backwards, like looking forward. So, yeah. So, I kind of want to pivot a little bit and jump into the mindset stuff because I know you talk a lot about mindset on your podcast, on your content on Instagram, on your website, in your courses, all that stuff. And I know that starting a business, especially with your tech startups and with Kellytrack.com, is like a really big thing because it kind of puts you through a lot of tests about who you are as a person and like what you can handle. Uh-huh. So I want to ask you about what were some of your limiting beliefs when you were starting Kellytrack.com, and then how were you able to deal with those limiting beliefs? Like whether that be kind of um, you know daily habits like meditation, like what did you do to kind of overcome some of those in order to push forward and grow your business to where it is today? Yeah.
1: That's a great question, Deandra. I, I love that question. You know, it's, um, my coach always says, she says the best self-development, uh, program you can take is starting your own business. And I totally agree. It teaches you so much. Um, I swear to God, I have grown up like emotionally, like 10 years. Like I mm-hmm. swear, like, cause I'm not, I don't know, like business just, it makes you do, it makes you force all the stuff you don't want to look at, like your bad habits, your bad patterns, your money mindset, uh, your fear, your doubt, your worry, your mm-hmm. limit—like it will bring up everything. <laughs> so, um, business in a way is its own like little spiritual assignment. So, yeah, back back to back to what you're saying. The the biggest the biggest limiting belief. I would say in business school, like I had always loved Danielle Laporte, who is an author from Vancouver, Canada. And she writes the desire map and I love her and I loved her so much. And I've loved her for a long time. And mm-hmm. I remember one of my friends, um, we used to talk about like vision and goals cause he also mm-hmm. used to work at Lululemon and that's a very Lululemon thing to talk about. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and, um, just because I used to work in the stores at Lululemon. Um, But yeah, we were hanging out and he'd be like telling me like, what's your vision for your life, Kelly? Like, what do you want to do with your life when you're done business Mm -hmm. school? And he's like, if you could do anything, what would you want to do? And I would always say like, I want to be like Danielle LaPorte. That would be like the dream. Um, But I always had the belief that I couldn't do that. Like that was not available to me, that my Mm -hmm. content wouldn't be good enough, that my stuff, what would I have to contribute? People are already doing it. How will I make money? That's not a real job. Um, Mm -hmm. Danielle LaPorte is like way farther along than me pretty much every single regular mindset block I see my clients having students having of that sort of that underlying belief that it's like, Oh, other people can do it, but I can't, um, mm-hmm. or it's already been done before or I just can't make money on that. So I have to pick another job. So yeah. those were like the, those are the biggest ones. Um, and I think what, I kind of hit the point after tech startup number three, where it was kind of like, okay, Kelly, like, <sighs> what options do you have? You know, go to a nine to five Mm -hmm. that you don't enjoy um, or start what you, what, or just like try this. Like it was like, I was sort of already at like a rock bottom as to like, well, I'm already living at home with my family. Um, I don't have money coming in. I mean, might as well try. So I feel like I was in that position of sort of surrender with the universe where it was like, I guess I have to just try. Whereas I think with, I don't know, it's hard to say because I think because I was in that position, it made it a very easy choice because it's not like I was dumping from like a full-time income or like a full-time corporate salary, you know what I mean? Where there was a lot more decisions. So because I started being an entrepreneur so young, like after business school, I'd say like, you know, it was kind of just more of an easy choice, but yeah, it kind of I got over it. I had to get over all those blocks by just doing it. One of the things I love to teach is like the best way to get through your blocks is to just go do it. Like don't yeah. don't wait around, don't um make up excuses, don't hum and ho about it. Like just go do it. Like the best way to get over like 90% of your blocks is just to take action and go do the thing you're afraid to do. Mm-hmm. Like if you're afraid to invest in yourself and hire the coach, hire the coach. If you're afraid to outsource your first employee, you hire an employee, like just go do it and do it now. <laughs> and I feel like that's the best way to do it, except it's the thing that nobody wants to do. Um, but that mm-hmm. has really helped me the most. I mean, it's also kind of like, I mean, I like to, I like efficiency and getting things done quickly. And I find that is like the best <laughs> way to overcome those big bleeds. It's just to, just to start, just take action. Like, and also think about like, what's the worst case scenario? Cause I thought, okay, worst case scenario, if this, fourth business doesn't work out, I'll just get a job. I mean, worst case scenario, I'm still broke and living at home with my parents. It's like, it's was really not that bad. Even if I yeah. try and even if I fail. And I used to think, I used to worry that people would think I'd be stupid for doing all of these businesses and then, well, three not working out. And then people thinking, oh God, look at all, I used to worry, oh, Kelly had so much talent and now she's just doing nothing with her life. Um, and mm-hmm. like, why is she not working? It's like all that, weird stuff we think about we think these other people worry about us and are thinking about us and are judging us and literally nobody cares (laughs) nobody cares
0: nobody cares watching and no one no one cares
1: (laughs) I know I know it's like the biggest thing of all like I was like nobody nobody cared at all about anything um I mean my friends obviously care about me but it was mostly Mm -hmm. like people people are just like okay do whatever you want you know
0: yeah yeah
1: but yeah I think the biggest thing for me to overcome those blocks was just just do it
0: no. Oh my gosh. I totally agree. It's like that quote. I have so many quotes in my head. Um, the feel I, the love fear I love the quotes. I love quotes. But like yeah. feel the fear and do it anyways. And it's like, it's one of those things where it's so simple, right? But uh, like, that's what people struggle with because yeah. when you feel that fear, it's like, you have all these irrational thoughts about like, is this going to happen? Is this going to happen? Is this going to happen? Totally. And I don't know about you, but I'm an overthinker. So I'll just start to spin up a whole story in my head about like all the things. And all of a sudden I'm like down this rabbit hole of things that I'm like, oh my yeah. gosh, this is going to happen. And then I have to pull myself back and be like, wait a second, like, how did we even get to this random scenario? That's like, probably not likely to happen, right? So mm-hmm. I love that. I love that you say that, especially when it comes to limiting beliefs in someone starting a business because really a lot of stuff that comes up in business will involve a lot of fear because you've also never done it before. And so- Totally can't just sit around and, and wait for someone to tell you what to do, what yeah. if you have to like feel that fear and do it anyways. So, totally. You also, as we are talking, mentioned the universe, and this is such a great segue into like my next question about manifestation. Yeah. And I guess you know how you kind of stumble upon this idea of like manifestation and a little bit of like this spirituality stuff, and then how you kind of incorporate that into your day-to-day. And I know you also mentioned vision, which seems like a very kind of like um, spiritual word in a sense yeah. to me, I think of vision board when I think of vision. So kind of like, tell us about that.
1: Yeah. You know, I um, originally grew up Catholic and then we went to church and stuff. And then I kind of fell out of it in high school. And it wasn't like my jam. Um, And I had picked up the secret. Like that was when the secret kind of came out uh in the oh, early okay. days where was that like 2008 2009 that was my first introduction to manifestation and I thought okay. this is so cool what I can just write make a list and I get something and I remember at the <laughs> time I was like I want a boyfriend I want this it was like me in high school you know I was mm-hmm. trying to work on manifesting as a boyfriend in high school <laughs> oh my god I love it <laughs> but I was like oh my god it says I can just get this um and that was my first taste of manifestation. And I have always been a person who's very positive. I look for the silver lining. That's like part of just, I think also who I am. I look to the bright side. So I love the the aspect of the secret where it was like, talk positively, po- mm-hmm. say positive things. Um, mm-hmm. Don't talk about the bad things because you don't want it to happen, even though, you know, everyone's got their manifestation formula. But I love that. And I gravitated toward that. And then I kind of got, I got into self-help early. Like, Mm-hmm. I loved, I've always, I've been like a self helper all my life. Like, I love those kinds of books. And I was always interested in that kind of stuff. I know. um, One of my favorite, one of my first books was when I was young, I was having troubles, like making friends in like elementary school. And my mom got me, oh, I got rid of it. I was looking at my bookshelf. I wonder if it was still there. But it was, um, oh my goodness, it was Gail Carnegie's How to Make Friends and Win- Influence People, but for oh Teen Girls. God. Yeah. And I read oh. that when I was like, young it was like the for girls version um for young girls and um I remember that was being my, my first learning like you know don't criticize don't condemn don't complain it was like my first taste of like oh I can kind of like improve myself and I I love that mm-hmm. stuff I always thought it was fun and interesting to read so I kind of had would read like little self-help books and any kind of that kind of stuff growing up and then I think it kind of mm-hmm. just got deeper and deeper I would say like that I really got introduced into you know dreams and visions and goals definitely through you know the classes that you take in university like those like planning mm-hmm. classes I don't know if you had, or, or sorry in high school like you ever take those like planning where you have to like think about your future and plan and, oh my god
0: we did not do that <laughs> oh, really?
1: That's, oh no yeah oh it's, it's a class we have to take in, in British that Columbia that sounds awesome yeah it's called planning like we, we got kind of embedded into the curriculum like goal setting what do you want to do what? in your future so you I really enjoy
0: to Canada. that <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, I really enjoyed that stuff. Um, and then it kind of just got further developed in university because there was like so much opportunity to do that stuff. And I really wanted that job at Lululemon and I really got into like vision and goals because they're really into vision mm-hmm. and goals. And it just was like, I love this stuff. And I would get, in, and then I don't know, I just went down the spiritual rabbit hole. And then mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing though has been starting a business and t- having to have so much faith and trust mm-hmm. in going all in on something that's making no money and you're starting from square one. It was like, I, sometimes I wonder how I did it because it just took so, so much faith and so much devotion, so yeah. much commitment to something that was just an idea and a dream. Um And I had to become so spiritual for that because I had nothing else to go on. Like I, yeah. I know um my partner, Chris would joke, I talk about this in my course here money mindset when I, um I used to, even when I was starting out, if I found like ten cents on the street, I'd be like, oh, "I'm a magnet for money." And he though, oh, thought I was, it was like funny, but I was like, "I was like, no, I need any you validation." I, it in. Yeah. I was like, "I'm calling." I was like, "This is my ten cents." But, yeah. um, I was like, I was like anything, any manifestation, visioning, anything I could learn, Abraham Hicks, anything, because I was like, mm-hmm. I just need this because there's, I have no other logic or sense or mm-hmm. anything else. It was all like trust, faith devotion to the dream, trusting in myself, believing in the universe, believing that the, because the universe gave me the dream, I can do it. Um, mm-hmm. just, it was like, I just have to trust cause I have no other option, but then to let go and, and fall back into a life I don't want. Yeah. So that really taught me everything. I feel like everything I need to know spiritually and learn those lessons really early was with, with starting, um, kellycheck.com and really going yeah. all in and giving it everything.
0: Oh my gosh. I love that. And I feel like so many, if not every single entrepreneur that I know their story, that's how it is. It's like, there's this moment at the very beginning where you go all in and where it's literally like, you don't see anything happening and you have to have that faith. And it's like, Keeping the faith and keeping, like, keep going so that you can actually have the results. Like, you have to trust that those results are not only coming, but they're like already existing. You're just like trying to match the vibration of those results, right? And so I feel like that so much. And I think it's such a good like reminders, not only of myself, but like everyone in the audience who's listening, who's like starting yeah. a business or starting something new. And they're like, Oh my gosh, it's at the beginning. Like, what, if, what am I supposed to do? And it's like, you have to have faith. Like you have to know that it is coming for you. It's happening for you. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and you also mentioned your money mindset, one of your mm-hmm. courses. And I think this is like also a great segue into just talking a little bit about money mindset. And I mean, this goes without saying that, like, it's obviously important when you're running a business to have good money mindset, but I kind of want to get your take on it about like how money mindset has played a part in you building your business and why you found it to be very important.
1: Yeah. I love talking about money mindset because it was one of the most important things I ever did was really improve my money mindset. Um, Mm -hmm. So I define money mindset as like any kind of thoughts, beliefs, perceptions, emotions, feelings around money. Like anything we think about money is money mindset because money is... Mm -hmm. Money is a very interesting one because it brings up all your shit. It brings up all of like the bad stuff you've been holding on to. Like it will come out in your money story, you know, where you're holding yourself back, you know, how you are with your savings, your spendings. Are you Mm -hmm. like investing money? Are you afraid to look at credit card statements? Um, Are you using, like, how are you, what is your like time versus money equation? Like in the sense where, Mm -hmm. are you using your time to save money or like, or are you afraid of, of spending, um, you know, stories around, I have to look really hard to make money. I I can't make that kind of money. That's not available to me. It's available to other people, but not me. Um, Mm it's evil to be be rich. Uh, it's bad to be even things like it's like capital capitalism is bad. Having business is bad. Um, that mm-hmm. you're a greedy bastard if you make a lot of money or you're gonna mm-hmm. like sell your soul if you become really rich and run a business. Like, there's so much stuff um, in the ether and the stuff we kind of pick up from like childhood or just like media or early days of of, of stories around money. Um, and yeah. I was in working on it was Kelly Track was working on KellyTrack.com and I was listening to this chick's podcast about money mindset and mm-hmm. she was talking about money mindset. And I remember getting so uncomfortable because I didn't do a single thing she was talking about. It was all like, oh my God, this is a whole area of my life that I avoid. I don't like to look at. I don't like to talk about. And I struggle with it so much because I was like, I've had three businesses that didn't make me any money. Um, And it was the early days of kellytrack.com when I was making like nothing because it was just starting. And I was yeah. like, maybe this is the issue. Maybe I can't make money off this because I I have the worst money mindset. And I was right. Like I was so praise, praise the universe for sending me that resource at that time. Um, mm-hmm. but it was money is so deeply tied. Your relationship with money is so deeply tied to your self-worth and your income level and what you settle for versus what you go after in life, mm-hmm. how big you want to play with your dreams. Money is, it's interesting because money is like one of the only physical tangible things. When we talk about digital business and like dreams, it's one of the only ways we can measure. Cause it's like podcast downloads or Instagram followers or like podcast listeners, you know, it's all like sort of this like intangible stuff, but money is real. So there's so much baggage and stuff that comes with money that has to be fixed in order to like actually be in the position where you can receive money and not be like blocked by all of our own just limiting mindset issues. So Mm -hmm. yes, I think mastering my money mindset was arguably one of the like the top three things of my most important things I ever did for my business because it was just like there was the before I did it and then there was the after and it was like night and day.
0: Oh, I love that. Okay, so now I feel like you have to give us like one of your money mindset tips for those who are like okay, like for one of the things that you just mentioned, right? The thing about capitalism is bad or like oh, money people yes. or rich people are evil. Yeah. All those things that people have seen in their childhood or heard from their parents, from their family, from their friends, from their coworkers, right? How? What's one of your tips around how to start dealing with that money mindset and how to actually get it to a place where you're comfortable with money and you are actually calling in money that is equivalent to like your high self-worth, hopefully.
1: (laughs) Totally. Totally. Um, for starters, I will say I have a free video class called the money Masterclass on my website. So it's dot yeah. kellytrack.com slash money. Um, so it's just a free video class where people can kind of learn more and really it's work awful, on their blocks. Really I'm oh, taking, thank you. I have to. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, but I was going to say that the thing definitely, I say the biggest block is to figure out, well, what your money stories are, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, even like I say, a very big one the top big ones are like I have to work really hard for money that's a very common one I mean everybody we all learn in school work hard you know go to college like you have to work like get good grades like that's just you know and and not to also beat ourselves up about it either because like everybody has a money story even as you do the money mindset work it's like going to the gym there's going to be like more and it's like you don't just do one rep, and you got like biceps. It's it's it money mindset work is continual. So for people not yeah. to beat themselves up about it, um, we're all in a relationship with money, and it has its up and downs. But you know, getting clear on your stories where it's where it's um, hard for you, where it's difficult, where you see money as bad, where you get uncomfortable around money. Um, you know, the biggest one being, you know, money is hard to make. I have to work really hard for money even thing like people who make a lot of money are greedy you can't be rich and spiritual at the same time mm-hmm. um the one you said like capitalism is bad you know i really see i'm like a very big believer in in teaching people specifically women because that's like that's my audience um is like these these visionary females to really make money i think making money and being in the position of making money is one of the most important things you can do with your life is Mm-hmm. is I'm going to kiss because out. This is coming from an expanded money mindset, but I think one of the most important things you can do with your life is to get rich and make the money you desire because I mm-hmm. see money as, I see money as a vehicle for social change. So I see mm-hmm. money when you have more money, you can do better things in the world. Um, and I'm very pro I'm pro capitalism in a sense where I'm pro using business as a force for change and I love talking about this because this makes me really fired up because I remember in business school when I used to go to like other like elective classes like econ and I had to sit with like the art students or the econ students sometimes people be like oh you're in the business school like you're you're like a terrible person I remember thinking like why because you know you Mm -hmm. think about like social enterprises you know doing well for yourself but also contributing doing well for the world um even like the concepts like the triple bottom line like people profit planets not just profit like I see business as a business. You can just do so much with the business. And I love business because you have an income source and you make money. You can do more conscious things, right? You can, yeah. you know, things like, you know, for example, like Tom shoes or, um, mm-hmm. it, like just you, when you have the money coming in, it's a lot easier to make a bigger impact versus if you're just yeah. a charity, you can only do so much. So I'm a big believer in you go out there, sell something. And then when you have the extra income, Go put it towards the things you desire to the conscious change. And then as a human, if you're making more money in a conscious way and you have extra money, you can go buy the organic tomatoes. You can go shop at Everlane. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You can get the conscious like clothes. You don't have to go shop at H&M. You can support um, the artisan jams made by the woman at the farmer's market versus like the cheap jam at the superstore. That's got GMOs. Like when you have more money, you can go support your economies and, um, your community and your planet way better because Hey, let's the organic stuff, the fair trade stuff, uh, the quality stuff, the conscious stuff is all like way more expensive. So you've got to be in a position where you make more money to go pay for it. So that's one of my biggest things is like, if you make money and if, you get rich and getting rich is like whatever people define wealth and abundance as, you know, it's whatever is comfortable and good for you. Um, there's no yeah. right way to define rich, but when you have that money coming in and you have that extra, it's so much easier for us to give, for us to be generous and support the stores and the, the products that we want to actually support, because we know the yeah. easiest way to vote is with our dollar. And if you, and I, I mean, I'm very passionate as well about the environment. Um, and it's like, well, if you want to save the environment, you, you like you gotta you gotta buy like the, you know like the this the, the non toxic cleaners. You gotta pay the premium for those. You know you gotta choose organic as much nope. as you can. You know, it's like but it takes money to get you there. So I'm a big believer in yeah. like get empowered, make the money, um, master the money mindset, go create the extra income you desire, and then use that money to buy the the, the products and services that you desire that are in alignment with like your values and what you want to do in the world and the change you want to see because the easiest way to vote is with your dollar because we do it every single day oh my god that's my that's my spiel on money and (laughs) computerism and business and why I think it's great
0: (laughs) I love it no that is literally how I feel because it's like like you said like all those things that are the better choices for your body for the environment for um helping other people in the world it takes money to actually make those changes right there's a reason why it's like in lower income neighborhoods, they're like the mcdonald's and the kfc's of the world and not necessarily like you know the whole foods are like the stores i I don't even know about whole foods because i feel like there's some stories there but anyways (laughs) but you know what i mean like you have to actually have that extra income or that um graduated income in order to be able to make those changes, like you said, or make those votes with your dollar. Um, and so this is actually, I guess, taking a little bit of a step back um, to when you were talking about when you uh, had the three failed startups and you ended up moving back home before you started Kelly Track. And um, I wanted to ask you about this because I know that there are people who want to build a big business. They want to make you know their life different. They have this vision for what they want and they want to make sure that that becomes their reality. And so what advice would would you give to someone who is kind of like on the fence of making a, a, I guess, I mean, drastic, I guess, decision like that of, okay, like you have to move back home or you have to, um, if you want to make this work, like you might need to quit your job and take a part time job so you have more time or you have, like whatever that decision is for them, like what advice would you give someone who is on the verge of trying to make a big decision in order to put that faith into their business and what they're building?
1: Yeah. I think, you know, when you're on the verge of a big decision, I think the best, the best ways I make big decisions is number one with my intuition and Mm -hmm. feeling, seeing what I'm really called towards because sometimes our intuition calls us towards stuff that does not make sense on paper. Um, Mm -hmm. it pulls us in directions that make no financial sense that are, that feels crazy. Like we're going on a whim. Um, I have always found my gut, to be correct. Like my intuition, my gut instinct never lies. And I just have to trust. And that comes back to trust and faith, like we mm-hmm. talked about before. Um, listen to your heart. One of the things I love that Danielle Laporte said once, she said, when I think about decisions, I think, does this feel heavy or does this feel light? And mm-hmm. I thought that was the best way anyone's ever phrased it. Because oh I know for me, no matter how hard it was for me to start a business, it had this lightness to it um whereas going to a nine-to-five and calling up the employers that had offered me jobs in the past that had a heaviness to it um and I love that that frame of reference for decision making is does this feel heavy or does this feel light and and having the courage to go after what you want and when you do decide committing deciding and going all in people have very different degrees of risk and uncertainty like as I always talk about it as in the sense of like how risky are you are with like Ikea furniture? Like do you bring it home and you try to just assemble it right away? Do you bring it home, read the manual, then assemble it? Do you bring it home, read the manual, watch a YouTube video, then assemble it? Like I know for me, I'm the kind of girl who jumps in with two feet. I don't want to read the manual. I don't want to watch a video. I'm going to try to put it together. Um, Mm -hmm. And I like, I'm the kind of person that puts two feet in and I will go in full time and I will, that's like, but that's my, that's kind of my personality. I think there's no right way. If you wait a bit and ease in, or if you dive in head first, Mm-hmm. It kind of depends on your style. Um, but I think it's just to keep moving in the direction of making decisions that feel right and that are in alignment with your intuition, no matter how scary they seem, because you know, the unknown has never let me down every, even though I felt very, I felt scared and upset and frustrated and pissed and angry at the whole process of building a business. Um, but it, it was never wrong. Like it was never mm-hmm. wrong. Um, so it's, it's about trusting and following, your joy and your, your desires. the desire is so powerful. Like desire, I think really desire comes from the universe. Like it comes from this higher Mm -hmm. source that's asking us to do these things. And we don't really know, you know, we just have these dreams and dreams take us in different directions. Cause like I had this dream to do like, you know, it was sort of like, I was, I thought I was going to be like the next Gwyneth Paltrow. Like I was like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to have like a goop. I'm going to have cookbooks. I'm going to like, I'm going to be like a world-class celebrity doing health stuff. And it mm-hmm. was the dreams take you different places. So it's about having the courage to like listen to those desires and, and just follow it because that's coming from like, from like the big stuff uh, upstairs, you know, whatever religion people follow, um or whatever, mm-hmm. however, you know, spiritual they are on the spiritual spectrum. But it, it mm-hmm. comes from another source because it's like something bigger for us that we don't even know all the answers to, but we get one tiny step of the way and it's the willingness to take the first step so the universe can give you the second step. And when you take the second, you get the third. And it's just like, all of your tiny steps but there is no full year plan there's no 10 year plan so like one little step after each one so it's about making the next right choice and doing what feels intuitively right and I, mm-hmm. and, and doing it no matter how scary and unlogical it seems that's the part that always gets people tripped up is like how will i make money and um, well what am i going to do or where am i going to live it's like mm-hmm. making the choice that feels the best there's always going to be trade offs like i didn't really feel like i did not want to go live at home with my family but it felt lighter and more freeing than living in an apartment downtown and working at a job I hated. Um, but like making decisions that feel light and using your intuition is what I would say.
0: Oh my gosh. The part about the, does it feel um, heavy or light that really got me because I think that's such a great under a way to understand it for people who are always confused about whether or not they're like getting some sort of message from their intuition or if it's ego or what it is, because I really do believe that, you can feel those like those decisions, right? Yeah. It's like, if you're thinking about a nine to five and you know you don't want to be at that nine to five, it feels heavy. Like you feel drained and you feel upset and you feel mm-hmm. like, I know personally, like my body creates sickness around yeah. the thing on Sunday. I literally, every single Sunday, I feel like I'm getting sick, right? And that's not a coincidence. That's not, you know, anything that's like to play with. That's literally my mm-hmm. body responding to intuitive nudges. And I feel like mm-hmm. for those people who are struggling with, what is this message? It's like, does mm-hmm. it feel heavy? it it light, right? Oh my yeah. gosh, I love it. Oh my God, that's going to be like my new, <laughs> my new thing now.
1: I know, um, I know, it's powerful. It's Danielle Laporte. Yeah. I can't take credit for that, Danielle Laporte. Oh, well, She's thank you for genius. being here
0: to share it with us though, right? <laughs> the media, I guess, and connecting Danielle and like us, right? Uh-huh. Um, so it has been amazing chatting with you. This is, a li- I feel like every time I have an interview, I'm like, this has been my favorite one. But seriously, so oh, far- such an amazing one. Your energy is so positive and so radiant. And I guess I want to just finish this off by just asking you for everyone who's kind of like listened to you today and wants to know where they can kind of find you and follow you and take your courses and all that good stuff. Like tell us all the things. Of course, I will link it down below in the show notes, but just kind of give us your little kind of like packaged feel (laughs) about where people can find you. Totally. So I'm on Instagram. It's just at Kelly Track. So
1: my last name is T-R-A-C-H, but I pronounce it like a K, like track and field. Um, So you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on kellytrack.com. You can listen to the Kelly Track Show, which is where all podcasts are iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, you name it, it's there. Um, And then on my website, you can also find my free video classes. So we talked about we mentioned the money masterclass it's on my website as well as if you are desiring to start a digital business, I have a free video class on that. Um, and if you're still in the bucket where you're kind of nervous about going after what you want to do in life, but you're still not there. I have a course on a free class on how to master your mindset. And those are all free resources. Um, They're all on kellytrack.com, which is like the main hub. And yeah, I would love it if you, yeah, come say hi on Instagram too. I love, I love having people connect and say hi on, come DM me. I, I, I all (laughs) my DMs. So say hi. I love chatting. I'm a chatting person.
0: (laughs) Yay. Okay. Awesome. So thank you again for being here. And I will make sure, like I said, to link everything in the show notes so people can find you and it has been an honor having you on. Oh, thank you so much,
1: Deandra. I so appreciate this. You are an amazing interviewer. I love this. This is so much fun. Thank you so
0: much. (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to share it with someone you think would enjoy it too. And if you feel called please feel free to leave me a review of what you think about this podcast. It would make my day and it would help other people discover this podcast. People that really need to hear these words. So until next time, have an amazing day and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye. Hi, my love.